welcome back to another episode of Pilfords Podcast, episode 26 that I've learned. We've done 25 episodes to now, so here's to another 25. We've got our lad, James Noble. How are you? So when I host, I have to specify James. When you guys just, James and John, it's easy. And we've got James Cook. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's me. It's me, I'm here. Two Jameses for double the trouble, but we are triple J. Yeah. Now I am gonna, uh, I'm gonna get right into it. That's very cliche. That's what everybody says. Yeah. I actually, I've seen this meme when guys do podcasts. They talk for forty minutes and then they say, "Right, let's start." <laughs> <laughs> so, do you remember? Quite a while ago, we we did this did this episode. James, sorry. Hey. So James, you went in this one. I was horsing, and I talked a lot of shit, like I'd smoked like an entire bong to myself. About rocks. Rocks. I talked about uh, the philosophy of the inside of Riverside Rocks. I I totally blanked that out. Talked about uh, the idea of Harambe, and we dipped into aliens a little bit. Now... <laughs> we did. Yeah, that was a ballsy episode, right, because I could just... I could tell the whole vibe was off the whole time, but I had an extra theory about aliens, right? Oh, this is going to be, this is this is a lot. And I just thought about it and I thought, I really want to mention it. See what you guys think. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. When I think of the likes of cats, indoor cats specifically, right? We, James, <laughs> you're Here we go again with the aliens. So this all ties in with aliens and indoor cats, right? Now let me break it down for you. When I think of inside cats, I think it's fascinating because, one, they're inside. That is their entire world. Start to finish, if you have an indoor cat, start to finish, and they're all inside this house. And they can look out the window. Yeah, they might see another cat, but what do they think? Do, Do you know what I mean? Like, why are they out there? I, I really think it's fascinating, like, what what they're thinking. And I, I, I sound, like, totally high, but hear me out. You've been smoking with Elon Musk. <laughs> right. So, I'm probably missing out a lot of, a lot of context here, but, again, I, I took my cat to my mum's via the van. Now, when the cat's in the van, she loses her shit. Just one sec. Yeah. This feels like deja vu. Really? Not the alien cat's bit, but the cat in the van thing feels a bit like deja vu. We might, we might, we might, might have gone down this rabbit hole. Yeah, He's spoken about this before. Hole. He's never spoken about this theory. Okay, no, that's no. true. So, sorry. <laughs> Just, so, yeah. So, Gemma and my cat, Gemma got moved from my house in the van to my mum's. And she went mad, like mental in the van. She's, she's, she's like screaming. And I wondered, what does she think? On this journey, what does she think about? She's aware that she's in a box that's moving. She can see outside that other boxes are moving. For all she knows, there's a cat inside that box that's moving. Why are all these boxes moving cats around in the world? Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. And then I've brought some food home. I was like, she just has no idea what I have to do to go to a shop to get this food, to bring it home for her. A truck brought that food to the shop. I have to pay taxes. We have a government, right? (laughs) The cat overlords. There's 
more countries. If I had a human to cat USB cable, plugged my brain into hers, and I could show her for a second what it's like, what the world is really like, I think she would first shit herself. I think if she found out, she wouldn't be able to conceive so much that she'd probably have such a panic attack and probably die. I genuinely, to, to think of everything, dinosaurs, we all know about it. Now this is where aliens come in, right? I was, I was wondering where the aliens came in on this. I just, sorry, I just love the cat to alien USB cable thing. <laughs> the cat to human, like, USB cable. Yeah. I love that. I feel like if you looked on Wish hard enough, you'd find a USB cat to human. You'd definitely cable. find it on Wish. Oh, you would. You know you would. Yeah. Little sticky... Electro pads, yeah, yeah uh-huh. totally. Bet you it'd be so badly made as well that it'd, like, actually just give you an electric shock mm. and fry Jebba. <laughs> Not a good surprise to come back to. It's like, something's cooking. Something's cooking. Uh-oh. Sorry, continue. Yeah, so this is, this is where it all ties in, right? This is my reasoning for believing in aliens. Mm-hmm. This concept alone. Because I think, who is looking down on us? And we are the inside cat, right? We are the indoor cats because we just know about this planet, really. And people... Probably up there, thinking, if only they knew what we know. Okay. We are locked in our box the same way a cat is locked in its box. And it's not so hard to believe, because the cat wouldn't believe it. So why, why would we? I get where you're coming from. It's almost like boxception. Yeah. The cat's in a box to us, but we're in a box to them. Yes. Mm. Yes. Our house is our box. Exactly. Our- our belief only extends to what we see, exactly. and then what is. You, you hit it on the head. Yeah, I can I get that. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool concept to have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely not deep down the rabbit hole. You know? Yeah, I was expecting to whip out my tinfoil hat, and but no, I, I genuinely like how that was going. Yeah, yeah. But then you could also make the argument that they're no different to us. Like, they're probably having the same sort of reaction, or the same sort of, like, way of seeing the universe as us. There probably is a planet out there somewhere has just as much intelligent life as there is down here. Yeah. To, to add, I watched a video which gave me a bit of an existential crisis, really. Oh. It was 116 images that are stored on the Voyager 1. We may or may not know, the Voyager 1 <laughs> is the furthest spacecraft ever yeah. made. Right, mm. and it has the golden record on. It yes. lets aliens know where we are, who we are, what we are, yeah. and all these pictures. And have honestly, have a look at them. It's it's crazy, just to watch almost like an advert for Earth. You watch, and it's got like it's got a picture of a frog, and it's just really simplistic things like this. I can't explain it. You just got to watch it. 116 images on the Voyager One golden record, and it really makes you feel something weird. Alright, okay, okay. Mm. I went straight for the jugular with the space stuff, but that is as much as I've got to say about it. I'm going hard and heavy. I agree with James. I like your theory, it's not too wild. We didn't have to apply a tinfoil hat. Yes, exactly. I'm mm. grateful we didn't. I think the only thing that really annoys me is like, you know, how come we've never, ever had contact at all? I mean, we probably have, but obviously if that secret got out, it's like, how would people react? You know. Yeah, and and that's why 
it's probably from this kind of theory that if they did exist and a selected few did know they exist, they probably got that idea in mind. Like, if people did know, I don't think they'd be able to handle it. Because people are so religious and believe in that, I mean, it would just destroy every every conception of religion as we know it and yeah. cause just shit tons of arguments and maybe war. Well, you can make the argument that Christianity being a religion, I'm not saying it's the religion because that would be just wrong. Religion is like the foundations of humanity. We solely went to the book as a sense of guidance at a time when there wasn't any. Yeah. I mean, what would it prove, though, like finding aliens? I mean, yeah, sure, we were creating like God's image. But it's like, you can't really say the same about these aliens or that aliens. Yeah, like, what are they made from? Yeah, you're right there. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't see there being an upheaval. If anything, you know, you just have people getting their deck chairs out and camping at Area 51 (laughs) being like, hey, so, uh, cat's out of the bag. Let's see the alien. I actually do think there would be an upheaval. Hmm. Yeah. Because, A, people would feel like they've been lied to. And all those years, when like, you've heard stories of people trying to break into Area 51 and, and the likes of that, so those that like, got into trouble, they'll be happy to know they're right, but equally you know, frustrated. And then, again, there is the religious side of stuff, which I reckon will be quite big. So there'll be people angry that they've been lied to all this time, and there'll be people, for religious reasons, not too comfortable with the aliens, hypothetically speaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether there's, you know, intentional harm or not, there'll still be that, like, explain it. Yeah. There'll be discomfort around the the struggle of explaining their existence. Mm, definitely. Do you know, a part of me feels like that if there was ever the discovery of aliens, that if everyone knew of its existence, take this for good or bad, mm. you know, like, there's no, you know, right or wrong side to this. But I imagine that we'd all react in the same way as, like, refugees. Like, the, <laughs> like, like people be like, oh, I don't want these aliens coming here. You know, they're coming here to take our jobs and all that. Mm. Aliens. But then you have the hand to be like, hey, you know what? I don't mind. You know, I've got a spare bedroom. You know, they could stay at mine if they want to. I don't know what sort of food they like, but, you know, I could always grab something. As long as they don't probe me. Probe. <laughs> With a massive 20-inch long finger. You know, yeah. it's, it's funny, people have talked about the idea of the design of an alien. It always comes down to that same basic design, that tear, upside-down teardrop with mm-hmm. the black eyes. It always comes down, like, three foot tall. It always seems to be that. Yeah. Where mm. did that come from? I can't recall if this is from a documentary yeah. or if this was something that like, people have theorised on. But my mum explained to me how, for anyone who believes that they've experienced an alien encounter, I've always sort of described it in the same sort of details. Mm. That being yeah. that there is a bright light, there are these, like, things. You can't really make out the shapes, but, you know, they kind of look like people. They might not, mm. you know. There have been people that have theorised this being the first memory that we've ever experienced, and that being us being born. Right. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. Because it's always sort of generally the same description, isn't it? You know, like, there's always a bright light. You know, you see these weird shapes sort of, like, looking at you and that, you know? I mean, we've I mean, we've definitely defined that as being sort of an account with aliens that it's kind of become a bit of a staple. 
Yeah. Or, or almost something that we've satirised in movies and games and whatnot. But yeah. yeah. But I like to think that there's some sort of truth to that. I mean, there's a logical explanation. It's logical. But then there's the older people, like adults. It's like that thing John made us watch it in the Alien documentary. I, yeah. Way at the start of this season. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Unsolved was... Mysteries. Yeah, that was so interesting. Man. Yeah, it was. So then it's like, how, how do you explain it for them? See, stuff like that you can't really explain. You know, I think we had our own theories, you know, that mm. it could have been something to do with, like, the water in the area. I don't <laughs> like bug chemicals in the water. Burn <laughs> the freaking frogs gay. <laughs> Apparently it's a real thing. Apparently uh, the frogs are going gay. It's a very interesting point, and even in Paul, yeah. they joked about it. They joked about yes. how aliens all look the same. Yeah, and it's funny that the alien in Paul is basically the standard alien design. Apart from he's not green, he's grey. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. I like James's mum's theory, and I, I like the fact that we're, we're still not certain. I didn't read into it, but to it, but there's been some new pictures from space, hasn't there? Well, I know about pictures of, I think it was either NASA or the guys behind like the Hubble telescope. But there have been pictures of a black hole. Yeah, oh. Scar- scary. And like they've done it because that was a while ago. They did take yeah. a picture of one as the mark. It might have just been the same one because it's like these stories they always resurface. Yeah, because yeah. I think they caught it in the middle of it devouring something. I can't remember if it was like a star or something, but it's like it made it much more clearer to take a shot. Like you could definitely see where it was. Right. That is something that scares me. I'm black holes yeah it is they just get bigger and bigger I mean I remember not even light can escape the suction of it which Ooh. is just mental I mean I remember the time when like the massive hydron collider that was switched on everyone was like panicking yeah. that that yeah. was going to create a black hole and we were just going to suck ourselves God, that was like crazy that, was, that must have been like 12 years ago that, mm. that scare yeah I read up somewhere about it at the time like you know even if there was a black hole to exist Chances are it'd only be the size of a tennis ball. And because of Earth's gravitational pull, it'd be too great for the black hole to suck anything in. So chances are it would happen, but it'd be wee little tiny. Even if it was tiny, it still has a lot of mass. From what I've heard, for a black hole to exist, the Earth would need to be crushed into the size of a tennis ball. What I will say is, number one on Pornhub, guy tries out glory hole. Yeah. It's the universal glory hole. Black hole, universal glory hole. What would happen if that you was... stuck your penis in it? Now that is a pillow. <laughs> let's <laughs> sleep on it. <laughs> yeah, let's. Let's sleep on it. James is dead. Oh, God, I have a whole weekend to spare now. <laughs> Just thinking about that. Just gotta research it. You'll probably it's, be it's... the first to Google it. I'm yeah. gonna have... Oh. Just Google it now. Oh shit, there's an answer. Oh my... He even has the header. People are getting far too sexually excited about the black hole. Oh. Alright, let me compose myself. Similarly, when you're super close to an event horizon hole, the tip of your erection would be closer to the black hole and therefore affected more by its gravity. And the result is that it would be torn to atoms in a process <laughs> adorably called spaghettification. <laughs> it's got a word. Oh, don't, no. don't do it. I if it specified the tip and the balls and how it, it like... It just turned into, like, literal spaghetti. It, it, so it basically says it will blow into atoms. 
Yeah. Oh, it's good to know that there are just people out there that have the same weird thoughts. As well, I not do. just the weird thoughts, people who have actually figured it out. Yeah. yeah. Well, now we know you definitely shouldn't. You definitely shouldn't put your dick in a black hole. Yeah, that don't do it. Well, that's a lesson of the day. If you took anything away from any of our episodes, it's that you shouldn't stick your dick in a black hole. Yes. Kind of like when you're in school, everybody was taught how to stop, drop and roll if you're on fire. Yeah. And then we learned it. And I thought I would be on fire a lot more in my adult life mm-hmm. because we had to learn how to stop, drop and roll, you know. I've never really had to stop, drop and roll. Ever. You mean you've never been on fire? I've tripped over before. I mean, not onto a fire. Let me specify that. <laughs> Although I nearly got thrown into a fire. And do you know what's funny? What? It was by you. Oh. When did this happen? Uh, Halloween. On Warwick Road? Yeah. Oh, I did, yeah. Oh, so my God. You were actually saying that, like, who would do that? I was thinking, about, who who the hell would do such a thing? Oh, we were young back then. We were young. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I think he'd be mortified, but I can't help but feel that a part of him would be like, you're cooked. <laughs> I would. I would have to pun it. If it was already too late, I might as well. When I was in school, I, uh, I got myself into a bit of mischief during the lunch breaks. To the point where I got like pulled in. John, you're not like this. I don't like seeing you in here. You know when you're that just that type of person? You, you know, everybody's been to their teacher's place. Do know, better, John. Do better. Be so I was like, you know what? I can do better. I So I went home and I made like these leaflets about a club I was making. And it was uh, named Comic Maker. And I was going to be in the art room mm. and I was going to teach people how to make comics with zero experience in comic making. <laughs> I just was like, it's a great idea. So I put leaflets all over the school. So we got into art and I was like, well, today's the day. I had everything ready. I had every table with a piece of paper and a pencil next to it. I was given permission to use the room, you see. And then this, this one girl arrived, sat down. I was like, I didn't expect anyone to arrive. Oh. And she was sat down. I was like, so right. Basically, the first thing you do is like draw a line. Oh, mate. It was one of the most awkwardest shit. I was just like, it was five minutes in. And I was like, right, I think that'll do for today. So I changed Comic Maker. I kept it as Comic Maker. But I was just like, I'm just going to bring my laptop and play Kung Fu Panda. So I got the art class. I had the projector down. Kung Fu Panda. It was like two weeks time. And I had it all figured out. And I had like proper theatre seats. There was so many people that came to watch Kung Fu Panda. It was brilliant. I had to split it between two lunches. Part one and part two. And it was sick. You, my friend, have done the one thing that none of my classes ever did. What's that? Like, imagine it's one of those, like, day-offs. Or not everyone's there. So you always get, like, a write-off where it's, like, the whole day. You're yeah. going from class to class watching a movie. But you never finish the movie. You did the one thing that no one could. That was a pet peeve of mine. Just the fucking posters I made, they were brilliant. So how did you get away with changing comic book class into like movie class? Just movie class. To be honest, there's no logic behind anything I do. I was just like, right now it's a movie club, but I'm keeping the name. Well, the school not like, oh no, we said you could do comic book class, not movie class. I think they did say something after Kung Fu Panda. Alright, okay. But did did you have any more screenings after Kung Fu? I think 
I think I did. I did like a part one of something. I'm sure it wasn't long after that I was told something that made me stop. I think it was the rooms. I, I was constantly moving rooms. So I reckon there were 40,000 people waiting at each door. But I was here in the bloody mop room at the end. Let's talk toys. What was your favourite toy? I think for me, it sounds very cliche, but it either have to be my Thunderbird Tracy Island or Action Man. Thunderbird Tracy Island? Because I had, like, Action Man. I had a variety of action men. Um, but then I think I had some of the uh, antagonists as well. Right. I can't remember if he was, like, called Doctor No or Doctor X or whatever. Like, he had a bit of a goatee on. Ball head, uh, eye patch, I think. Yeah. And then there was also another guy, I think, where um, uh, he didn't have a face on, but he had, like, fake masks that you could stick onto him. Sick. A, a, a trench coat. Nice. I also had the car as well. Yeah. Which I always performed daring stunts with. Daring stunts. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. James, what was your toy Probably from, like, younger, younger years, it would be one of those cars. I'm talking, like, the, like the, you know, the ones, like, the red that have, like, a door, the yellow frame over the top. Oh, you nice. sit in and you, like, yeah. move around with your feet, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, honestly, like, for as long as I could fit in that thing, I used to, like, wheel around the garden. And, again, bearing in mind I was super young, Yeah. I used to, like, pretend to be a bus because, like, none of my parents could drive. Yeah. So we got the bus, like, everywhere we needed to go. Oh. So, like, I used to, like, pretend to be a bus driver in it. <laughs> Obviously, like, your stereotypical childhood games, like, police car chase. Yeah. And, like, the garden was very flat, but, like, there was uh, soil, there was soil, there was grass, and there was, like, concrete. I was, like, at one point, like, even digging little holes and stuff to on purposely yeah. trap myself. I and, like, did that. You're going to be a mechanic as well to get it out. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to hoist it out. And... Wondering if your insurance is going to cover this. <laughs> Have one of them candy sticks because you're stressed. Yeah. You know. Uh, Calling the... Because uh, <laughs> as, as a child you can't pr- uh, pronounce your ears properly. No. <laughs> so just... Argh. Honestly. So I used to have so much fun with that. That was probably one of my most played with toys. Uh, from a slightly older age... Honestly, I wasn't into, like, Action Man or anything like that. Mm. Honestly, the, the last thing I ever recall playing with would probably be... Do you know the aliens you put in the little goo and everyone, everyone thought you could make... make you thought, they thought you could make babies with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't bring them up. Oh. You know why? Did you try and well, make babies? I can't remember who it was, but, like, we got ourselves one of those aliens. Really? Yeah. It was either you or Matt. They ended up flinging some of it up on the ceiling. Oh. Yeah, we did. Because we must have went into like a corner shop. That's where you get them. You can still get them. Go into a post mm. office, you'll find them. They had little Sh- dinglies. Sh- they did. Shaking the salt shaker. Yeah. <laughs> Shake the salt shaker, yeah. Answer the bonafone. Back to back in. Here we are talking about cocks again. We're on toys, right? That- <laughs> James um, has got cock on the brain. You know where that rumour came from? Where? There was a limited edition type where one came pregnant and you could squeeze it out. And because it was too small, it was considered a choking hazard. They got rid of it. Forever after that, that rumour spread that they can have babies. Oh. How funny is it that if you asked anybody our age in this city, 
about these aliens. They would all say they thought they could make babies. And how does that get about? 100%. To be honest, that's the only reason I bought one. And again, my friend, that's the only reason she bought one. That's what we were doing. We were trying to make alien babies. I know I had other friends who tried the same thing. Yeah. I remember being really frustrated that my aliens weren't having babies. I imagine being the age that you were, like, your vivid perception of how sex work is just basically getting two of them and smashing them together. There was talks of, like, you put the backs to the backs, you know, the, the gooey bit <laughs> of the back. All sorts of stuff we tried. And yes. It never worked. And you like, convince yourself that one of them had, like, a little baby bump, like, oh, I think so. Might be pregnant. thing is, as well, you've got to remember, back then, things were different, so it was harder to get a toy. If you wanted a toy, you know, you'd go to the corner shop or something, or a shop. Yeah. Especially those being in a little city. And, like, sometimes it'd be like, I'm sorry we don't have any in, especially, like, those aliens. Oh, yeah. The aliens were so popular, it's like, oh, sorry we don't have any in. I remember waiting, like, over a month. Got to think, even back then... Disregarding the fact we're in a smaller city, uh-huh. back then, even manufacturing wasn't as upscaled as it is now, where they can just be like, right, there's demand, mass produce, yeah. go. Now it's quicker to get stuff from China and other countries. Back yeah. then, you'd be waiting weeks. The trend could have gone. Yeah. Of all the things that we've spoken about, toy-wise, are they still a thing? Like, is Action Man still a thing, or has he died out? That's a good point. I don't know. I'm sure Action Man's still about... I mean, Saldanian families are still a thing. But, I mean, I was in families in London, and they had, like, a whole section devoted to it. They always had that theme tune. Saldanian families. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I always remember the adverts, but I never knew anyone who had them. Nor did I. But if there's one thing we do know, there is one toy that will never die out. Lego. Lego! Speaking of Lego, there's a show on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us. One of the two episodes that I really enjoyed was the Star Wars toys and the Lego. Bionicles. That's my answer. Mm. Lego Star Wars is such a classic. Like, I, like I, I remember playing Indiana Jones, the Lego version. Yeah, and sure. while I did like it, um, I don't know. There's just something about Lego Star Wars that's like, it'll never get old. I really wanted to play the new one. Same. Because yeah. they always... Bring yeah. out a newer version. It's every like one to two years. It's gonna be like, here comes a Lego Star Wars fourth edition, where, you know, where where every where every character you lock, it's just Jar Jar, but in like a different Star Wars character's getup. That's <laughs> <laughs> here's a follow up question then. What was your first actual video console? It's probably Nintendo sixty four. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. Me and me and my sister played a lot of Mario. What's your childhood console? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it has to be a PlayStation One. I mean, to be honest, of all the things that has always remained constant in my life is that I've always had a, a games console that is PlayStation. I mean, well, granted, like somewhere later on down the line, like me and my mum got the Nintendo Wii. Fair. Hi, mum. But yeah, first game for me, it would be one of the classics. So you're talking like Tomb Raider or Crash Bandicoot? I think it would have been Tomb Raider. This has been Pillar Force Podcast, and I have been your host, John. We have Mr. Nobel. Hello. I mean, goodbye. And Mr. James Cook. Just cooked. Sorry. Yeah. I've been cooked.